Welcome to the 301 Podcast, the interview podcast for the hottest up-and-coming entrepreneurs, artists, and creators. Real, authentic, and inspiring. And here is your host, Marcus Engel. Let's get it started in 301. Welcome back to the 301 Podcast. This time we invited Alexandra Kakobien to the microphone. The Spanish creative and illustrator told us about the competitive advertisement industry, how she tries to find her own timeless visual identity, and about why in her head a lot of projects are classified as unfinished. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode and let's get it started in 3, 0, 1. Today we are diving deep into the creative mind of Alexandra and Alexandra is a creative Welcome to the 301 Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. And I'm very happy actually today because we planned this meeting um, quite a time ago, like probably two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But I completely forgot that today is International Women's Day. So I'm super happy that I have like a, a powerful and inspiring woman here at the podcast. And yeah. uh, before we get into it, I want to give you the quick chance to introduce yourself, uh, who you are and what you do. Um, so hi, my name is Alexandra. Um, I'm 26 years old. I come from Spain. And I work as a junior designer at Media Monks here in Amsterdam. S super nice. And um, today is International Women's Day. What does it mean to you? Does it mean to you anything or is it uh, just a day like any other? Oh, wow. No, like to me, it's kind of like an, an important day because I feel like uh, women still need to do so many things in the creative industries. You know, like I was actually listening to some interviews about women, you know, in the creative industries and they were saying that uh, so 60% of the graduates of advertising are women, mm -hmm. only 20% make it into the creative industry, and then only 1% they become creative directors, you know, so there's like a huge gender gap on that. Mm. So yeah, I think that it's something that we need to start talking more about it. And mm. yeah, it's an important day because it's so nice to hear like other women or powerful people, you know, like talk about these issues. Mm. So, yeah. And do you think that like, uh, do you see in the creative industry that it's a little bit like uh, ch changing? I mean, not majorly, but maybe like a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Like, especially now uh, because of the pandemic and everything, they start to be like more mentorship programs or like uh, things online. And there are like a lot of collectives are doing different things with people of color, um, just trying to open in the advertising industry into more diverse people, you know, like apart from women, like people of color or like uh, Latina community, a little bit of everything. So mm -hmm. I think that that's going to be like a huge change in the future. But for the moment, it's very like male dominant. So, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, but it has <laughs> to change. <laughs> so we need many, many more days like this. And uh, to remind everyone, I think to to be equal, I think to everyone, I think that would be a very beautiful goal of today. Um, I want to know something. Did you take did you take a picture today of uh, something that inspired you? No, I didn't take any picture today. <laughs> when was the last time that you did? Uh, wait, let me think. On Saturday, we went for a small trip like to mm -hmm. uh, Delft, which mm -hmm. is like around here. And I was with my friends and we were like talking and, you know, like the water was nice and I didn't take any pictures. And I arrived home, I was like, this is so weird because I'm always taking pictures on my phone, you know, but uh, I'm just trying to um, not quit social media, but try a little bit to post things that are a little bit more meaningful to the people, you know, so... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to stay a, bit, a little bit away of my, my phone. So mm. probably the last time was on Thursday or something like that. And, and of what did you take a picture? Uh, normally it's my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are not that many things that I'm doing these days, you know, so I also yeah. don't feel that inspired to take pictures. Is, uh, is, it, is it easy for you to get inspired? Yeah, you yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel more, inspi more inspired than others, of course. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like everything can be an inspiration, you know, if you have the, the right mindset. So sometimes I'm talking to my friends and I hear a nice insight. I'm like, oh, this is such a nice idea, you know, like mm. to, to make. Or I watch a movie or I see a poster. And it's like, oh, that would be very cool to do with together with this idea, you know, and start designing things. Mm. So, yeah, I'm always trying to find like new inspiration for new projects or things that I do in my free time. Do you have like the feeling that you see the world also a little bit different than, than other people? Oh, I don't know. Uh, no, I no, I don't think so. I think that everyone can be creative, you know. I just don't think that you have to be to work in the creative industry to be creative. So I feel like everyone can have the, the power to, to see the world a little bit differently. But uh, you need to open your eyes a little bit to that, you know, and just uh, start 
thinking a little bit more abstract, you know? So, mm. but yeah, I think that everyone can, can do it. Um, when was like the first time that you, that you realized you are creative? Uh, it was a long time ago, actually. Um, I think it was during my high school. Uh, my parents bought me a, a camera and I started taking pictures and my friends were like, oh, these pictures look very nice. So I started like editing them in Photoshop and doing different things. And I was like, yeah, I want to study advertising, you know, like to me, it made sense when I was 14 years old that if I was into photography, I was going to do some photo shoots, you know, for big campaigns and things like that, like mm. the kind of things that you imagine when you're a little bit like younger. So I always had that clear that I wanted to to pursue something a little bit more, more creative. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it turned out that then I stopped doing photos for for a while, you know, and I moved more into the design and the Photoshop part. But it just like kind of how you evolve also as a, as a person or what your interests mm. uh, are like during those days. Do, do you think maybe going a little bit back, back, back in time, back in history, like... Uh, Do you think you learned the right things in school? Because I think especially like for creatives, it's very difficult because since creativity is not taught in school, I mean, mm -hmm. you have like art, but then this is also very thin. Like what what you learn is like more like drawing or painting. Yeah. But uh, do you think you learned the, the right things in school? Mm, I think that you, you learn the right things, but they're not related with the tools. So for example, in advertising, also in my master's that I did here, um, It's really more about understanding uh, a lot about sociology or how people behave or how you you can communicate things to them, you know. Um, of course, like there's quite a lack of if you want to do art direction or if you want to do design coming from advertisement from communication, it's hard because you need to put a lot of time like on your own personal time, you know, to do those things and practice and learn more. But I also think that it's important to learn uh, kind of like the social behavior because at the end of the day, the creative industry, especially advertising, is really based on social behaviors, you know? So that's something that you need to, to understand also. Mm. So I think that it should be a little bit more of a mix of workshops with Photoshop, um, InDesign or After Effects, you know, like video editing, a little bit of everything plus the theory. But in my, yeah, in my own personal view, I only have like the kind of like the theoretical framework of mm. my career. And um, maybe still talking a little bit about the beginnings. Uh, how did you then like get, I mean, you just said it like you got a camera, then you took a picture, people liked it. And then you just started like um, Photoshopping. Was was this like kind of like your way into the whole uh, industry in the creative industry? Or did you like also maybe had like external factors of people that really inspired you that you wanted to be or your parents that said like, ah, you should really, Alexandra, you should really like go for it. Yeah, so my parents, like, they always supported me on what I wanted to do, you know, like, they were like, if you want to study advertising, that's fine, like, do whatever you want to do, if that's what you like. Uh, but I don't know, like, to me, you know, like, especially when you're a teenager or, like, I see it now on on people that are, like, 17, 18 years on TikTok, they do such amazing things, you know, like, mm. they edit so good, they use After Effects, like, a, almost a professional, you know, and they didn't even do the bachelor on that, but it's just, like, When you are interested in something, you put time on it. You watch YouTube tutorials, you read forums. And that's how I started, you know, like doing a lot of research and trying to learn how to do things and practicing them. And that's something that you kind of lose over time, you know, like I don't see myself now like watching YouTube tutorials or trying to do something for six hours at night, you know, but it yeah. was something that was like really interesting me when I was a little bit younger. Mm. Can you think of something that you've created when you were like really young, like an, on Photoshop that you were really proud of that you were like, wow, this is like, I've outdone myself this. Yeah. Um, so I used to have like a Flickr account. Uh, now it's gone, of course, mm. because so all my photos are deleted. But the other day I was talking to a friend and he was like, do you remember when you did this Photoshop? And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that's true. Like I did it. So it was like a photo of me sitting in a bed, like with my bag. And then I put kind of like a zipper on my bag. So it was, it looked a little bit like gory, you know, like mm. kind of like very real. And then I put some textures on it and I was like, this is so cool, you know, and it had like a lot of reactions actually. Um, and it took me a lot of time to do it, you know. Now I would probably be able to do it in a more easy way. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I think that if you see that, if I would see them like from my perspective now, like to someone that does that with 16 years, old, I would be like, oh, this is very nice, you know, like she has some talent. But yeah, like I just like let all these things like a little bit like 
apart when I started studying, you know, so I didn't really use Photoshop or things like that in like four or five years until I, mm. I came back here to Amsterdam and was like, okay, I need to work on a portfolio and start doing mm. my things, you know? So, yeah. Was it for you logical to, to study then like advertisement or like PR communications? Yeah. But I, I also think that I'm a little bit lucky on, on that sense. You know, I, I, I always had clear what I wanted to do. So I didn't have like the struggles that other people had in that moment. Mm. Uh, but yeah, of course, when I started studying it, you know, it was like, this is completely different to, to, to what I expected, you know? And then I started thinking like, maybe I'm not creative enough. Maybe I'm going to move into corporate communication. And mm. then I did an internship at corporate communication. I was like, no, I don't like this, you know? So it was a lot of like try and, and error and see what, how I could really see myself, you know, in the future and mm. what I wanted to be. And why I find it quite interesting. Why, why did you have the feeling of maybe you're not creative enough? Yeah, I don't know. In advertising, uh, in The Bachelor is a little bit competitive. So there's like a lot of people with great talents and then uh, it's very hard not to compare yourself to other people, you know, or not to be ashamed of what, what you're doing, you know. So I had to remind me quite a lot, you know, that if I was uploading some of my designs, you know, like, of course, like some people would criticize it, but it was my, my path of learning also, you know, mm. to show things. Because if you never start like showing things or putting yourself out there in the internet, you're never going to achieve anything, you know, so... Mm. It took me a, a while to realize that, you know, and be like, yeah, this is fine. I just like put it there or start experimenting with things and see how it goes. Mm. Also, like when I studied a little bit like your profile, like your 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 ways where you went. I mean, uh, you did your bachelor in, in PR communication and advertisement and your master in communications. And then for me, quite interesting, like you went to Poland to Wuch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a very difficult word, um, <laughs> but I looked it up. So that's good. Uh, and then you studied one year in, in, in Poland. And I've, I don't know, I found it really like interesting that like you went from like mm, to that location. Why, why did you choose to study there? And how was it? It was very nice. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like in Spain, it's quite typical to, to go on Erasmus on Eastern Europe. And I thought that was something normal until I arrived here to Amsterdam. Everyone was like, why do you go to Poland? You know, but uh, yeah, we were like, it was during my Erasmus. Mm. Um, I really liked the the city because it was like very uh, industrial, you know, like a little bit like something that you don't see in other parts of Europe. And I was born in Romania, so I was like, okay, I want to go back a little bit to my roots, you know, and go to Eastern Europe. I couldn't do my Erasmus in Romania, so I was like, okay, let's let's go for Poland. And it's actually, it's like Poland is in the middle of basically everything in Europe if you want to visit things you know so you can catch a bus and go to Germany or you can go to Lithuania or you can go to Hungary if you feel like doing it you know so mm. it was like a lot of like traveling and uh, I, I studied a little bit of visual sociology and anthropology that is something that I never thought I was going to do you know but that was the program and mm. I really enjoyed it also. Super nice and you also um, picked up a very interesting hobby there yeah yeah <laughs> true uh yeah i started recollecting beer coasters right that's yeah, what exactly, you're referring exactly, to yeah. yeah i actually still do it nowadays but yeah? yeah 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 i have quite a lot and then i just like go back to my parents house and i drop all the beer coasters that i have there but i don't know i really like like uh the design of them you know like i find them like they can be so different you know they can be you can be like a german beer or like a new indie beer brand you know and uh, the packaging and everything that's behind the beer I don't know I, f I find it very interesting mm. and also it's like nice you know because you're like oh this beer coaster I I took it from our trip in Hungary in 2016 you know so you kind of remember that mm. and uh, what was the most beautiful one that you that you collected no I don't know I really like uh one but it's, it's from Madrid it's a little bit uh cheating but it, the beer is called Malasaña it's like a new indie beer and it's very nice. It's like all black and white, so they don't use colors, you know, but mm. it looks like very vintagey, but at the same time, it's like new. So I really like that one. Yeah. Super cool. What What was one thing that you didn't expect uh, working in the creative industry? Hmm. I was a little bit prepared for like everything that was going to happen, you know, because uh, I didn't, I started doing internships quite early uh, in my career. So I did a lot of internships. So I experienced a little bit of of everything but I guess that before studying I didn't think that it was such a 
high amount of work, you know, like sometimes I try to explain that to my friends or to my parents and they're like, uh, you're just working in front of a computer, you know, like it's an office job, it's not that hard, but it's, it's quite consuming in the sense of there's like, you need to be productive all the time, you know, so if you're not feeling inspired or if one day you're not feeling creative enough, that can be a little bit of a problem, you know, because you are not producing as much as you should. So, mm. um, I think that that's one of the like the biggest things that you need to start adapting to yourself with when you start working in the creative industry. Mm. And um, how does it work for you, like to get inspired or to get like is that for you like a a natural process or is it something that you can also recreate like artificially by like listening to music or listening to like podcasts or whatever? Yeah. So my routine normally is like waking up early like two hours before working or something like that so i just kind of like drink my coffee read the news uh talk to some friends catch up and all of that and then i start listening to to music like i think that out of the eight hours that i work per day i i listen to music like seven of them so i always have it in the background you know because it's it energizes me to to keep working you know but yeah sometimes it gets frustrating you know because you're doing something and then the end result is not how you expected. So I just like close it, like leave it there for sitting for one hour and then I come back to it. And normally you, you, you see it with a clear mindset, you know, like sometimes when I have the time, uh, I just like leave it and finish, you know, and then I come back first thing in the morning the next day. And it's like that thing that took you four hours to do, you know, you do it in 20 minutes because it's just like your mind is like fresh, mm -hmm. you know. And, and what kind of music are you listening to? Mm. A lot. Now I listen to a lot of like R&B and things like that, but I also listen to a lot of Spanish music, um, some trap music here and there. Yeah, a little bit of everything. I also really like The Weeknd, uh, for example, for working, um, some things a little bit more indie. It, it really depends on the day, actually. Like, Does it also depend on the kind of like project and client or or, or, or work you do or is this no no it's it's what keeps me motivated you know so sometimes I feel like a little bit like more like listening to like Mexican music that's a little bit more slow you know or sometimes I feel like listening to techno or something like that you know mm -hmm. that it's a little bit more uplifting so it really depends on my mood that mm -hmm. day do, do you think uh, creativity can be learned yeah Yeah, I think that basically when you when you are creative is because you have a thought process behind, you know, so uh, a lot of the creative ideas that you come up with or the strategy behind some ideas, they always have the same structure, you know, it's just like um, thinking why you need to do that for who, who is your target group, um, how do you want to do that, you know, um, And then putting everything together and throwing it into an idea, you know, and then you you pitch like 10 ideas and out of 10 ideas, maybe you get one of them that is like successful, you know, so mm. it's a very methodical process, I would say. And what are you doing to keep yourself like sharp in, in that kind of like to always keep yourself pushing of like being like creative? Uh, it depends. At work, it's just like I feel motivated for doing it, you know, but sometimes when I do personal projects, it's a little bit harder also to keep myself motivated because um i feel like most of the people that they work in the creative industries they always need to have some side projects you know so you're basically working 40 50 60 hours per week and then you need to have your own company uh, or uh, sell your prints or have a design consultancy you know and that I used to be like that a little bit, you know, I used to work on my portfolio like all the evenings and then also do some things on the weekend with some friends and participate in quite a lot of briefings and things like that, you know, and at some point I was like, you know, you also need to enjoy a little bit your life, you know, and mm -hmm. it's completely fine to like turn off the computer and then go enjoy your Saturday or Sunday and do nothing, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like it's something that we don't have in other industries, you know, like you wouldn't expect a lawyer to have a a business you know like apart yeah. from being a lawyer you know and in the creative industry it's like the more things you do the better professional you are you know so is, is that do you feel that also you also like kind of like um a pressure of like a like kind of peer pressure of other people like oh you have to do something otherwise you're not a real creative you're yeah real... yeah yeah totally um Yeah, that's why I really try to not compare what I'm doing with other people, you know, but I see I see a lot of people that they're like senior design designers and then at the same time they 
they do art, you know, on the weekends or mm. they do like very nice paintings. Uh, they have times to do exhibitions and things like that. I'm, I'm very impressed by that. Uh, I really admire people that can do that, you know, but at the same time, I also want to, you know, dedicate m more time to myself, you know, and I also feel like having a job is already enough, you know, like you live alone, you need to do your laundry, you need to do your dishes, you need to cook something healthy, you need mm. to exercise, you know, so there are like a lot of things that are already going on in your life, you know, so... Whenever I feel like creating, I do things, you know, whenever I don't feel like doing it, I try to not punish myself for that. Mm. What was the, what was the last thing you learned? Uh, yeah. So now like these last months, I have been really into trying to animate things mm. and use After Effects. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of like online courses on, on that when, when I have some, some time to spare. Uh, so yeah. And I find it very interesting, actually. I think that, um. Now, because I I know the the basics of After Effects, you know, every time I see an animation, I, I try to think like, how did they do it? You know, like what time type of typography is going up, which one is going down and how did they do that effect? You know, and it's it's so hard. It's something that it looks like you see a GIF of three seconds on Instagram and you're like, yeah, easy peasy. But it takes like, at least to me, it takes hours, you know, like right mm. now to do it. So it's quite interesting like you said in the beginning you don't see the world different than others but <laughs> i think <laughs> you kind of do right so it's so interesting um because i think um th that comes with every job or with everything that you do at one point you just have like a different focus like i worked in sports for example i i like work in sponsoring then i used to like watch a football game differently because i were Oh, which uh, sponsor do they have on the t-shirt and those kind of things because like then you cannot really re do you like recognize those kind of things or? yeah that's true uh especially i recognize it because uh right now so i have a lot of friends from from my uni and also my roommate also works in advertising you know so i live a little bit in a cluster world of advertising people you know so i talk about things that excite me you know and then i try to talk about this with a friend and they're like Yeah, I didn't notice this, you know, like, for example, like, I was like, did you see the new Burger King campaign, the one with the moldy burger? And I was like, super excited about it. And she was like, no, I, I didn't see any ad, you know, so yeah. it's, it's kind of funny that something that excites you so much, you know, for the old people are just like, they completely ignore it, you know. Mm, that's true. And uh, maybe you can take us also a little bit into uh, your, your workflow, because I mean, you already described a little bit how you get inspired, but how does it work when you get uh, new clients uh, assigned? Like, how do you get into it and how you push the, the project further? Yeah, so I think that the first thing is like seeing what type of client you have, what they have done in the past, who are the competitors of that client, what kind of look and feel they have. So that means like, the type of visual content that they use, their colors, their typography, you know, like all these visual elements that they make a brand, that brand, you know. So after you have that, you start questioning uh, what is the problem, like what they, what they want to solve. So when you have that, you need to start thinking about how to create a solution to a, a brand problem, you know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, in the visual part, It's just more about getting the, the look and feel of, of a client, you know, and doing something that it could be perfectly like be aligned with what they have done in the past, but at the same time be something new, you know? So it's a lot of trying things out, you know, and uh, doing one design proposal and then getting some feedback from the art director. Uh, so then you need to start again. And then uh, the client, of, of course, also has a say in on it. So it's like a lot of like accepting feedback changing things, uh, putting new versions to see which one feels better. Um, so yeah, it's mm. quite a long process in that sense, you know? So that's why I don't think that you need to be super creative uh, for doing these things, you know? Because creativity is a lot of like trying things. No, they don't work. Coming back to the first phase, you know, and doing it again and repeating it until you get the right feel mm. and the right visual. And are you more the kind of rebel in terms of like designing that always tries to do things differently or are you looking like more like conservatively towards like cr creative briefs from clients like we want this because i think they're like the two opportunity or probably way more yeah but but is it, is it more that you always try to like impress and like uh, go all in or is it more like i try to stay close to no i think that the edgier the better you know uh also i didn't study design so i'm just i studied advertising but not design you know so i a lot of capabilities about um, 
yeah, how to make it more structured, you know, or how to make it more balanced. I don't have those things, you know, mm. uh, I'm learning them uh, now that I'm working on it, but I, I didn't study it because I studied something different, you know? Mm. So I, I like being edgy, you know, I like doing things that are a little bit more raw. Um, and I feel like nowadays, most of the brands are also trying to, you know, be a little bit more natural about what they do. Mm. So yeah, I like more that. And also I, I really admire brands that they do something, you know, like completely different that you haven't seen before. Mm. So, yeah. And so you would say that it was an advantage that you come from another corner maybe? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I think that the more you know, the better, you know, like even if um, if you are a designer or whatever you are, you know, like it's always nice to have a, brand, a background on different things, you know, so you can always pick up an influence from something else or you have maybe a different mindset you know that if i would just have studied design mm. do you think that you found already like i mean you're still very in the beginning of your career mm. but do you think that you found yourself already in a like your kind of like visual identity that maybe other people that know you would say like oh this is something that you created like or are you still like experimenting a lot yeah, I'm still experimenting. I feel like I know which is my voice and I know what I want to, to be. But yeah, as a graphic designer, I think that I'm still lacking that. And I'm really, really trying, you know, like I realized I really like doing illustrations. So that's something that I'm going to try to push more also together with animations, you know, so that I have it clear. But, you know, I, I would really want to have in some years, like kind of like this kind of... uh illustrations that they use like some colors like four or five colors I don't want to use more you know and they all look more or less the same you know but mm. for doing that it's a lot of like trying things and then sometimes you design something and then you look at it one year after and it's like this is hideous you know I, I hate it right now and you don't want to delete it because it it's how you start growing you know like mm. doing those things so I really want to have a more coherent visual identity but yeah I'm working on it you know like it's uh it's already so hard to try to identify what you want to express, you know, or who you want to be. And yeah, that's already like a first step that I think that is very important for everyone to mm. have it. Do you think it's more difficult because also like, um, I mean, if we look at the speed, how fast internet, uh, social media is changing, that do you think it's also more uh, difficult to find like the visual identity in that sense? Because things are changing so fast, like the colors, the the, also the technology behind it like you can create uh, uh, like a lot more different things like gifs or like those kind of things yeah i think so uh especially because social media is a lot about trends you know so something yeah something that comes one month maybe the next month it doesn't look cool again you know or just like it's very hard to to design something that it's going to stay uh a, to be appealing, you know, like in the mm. future. And uh, that's something that it takes a lot of time also to 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 grow, you know. So um, I also think that that's how you, you can see who's an artist, you know, in that sense, you know, like someone that does something like maybe in 2020, but in 2040 is going to be still relevant, you know. Mm. So, yeah. Definitely. And, and that's what you ultimately want to create, right? Yeah. <laughs> timeless, timeless, uh, timeless uh, pictures and art. Um, and what is for you the most difficult part when you have a project? Is it like the starting up or like the, the fine tuning and like uh, keeping it going? Uh, starting up. Yeah. Because you always need to, you know, you have a black cam uh, blank canvas. So you need to think about what's going to be the strategy behind it, you know. And mm. sometimes I start doing things and then it's like, yeah, I, it took me two hours to do this, but I could do it in a different way, you know, and it would take me like way less and it would look better, you know. So, mm. uh, yeah, I always like when I see a design challenge that I have, I try to sit with myself like for three minutes and look at it and be like, how how is better to approach this this project? Mm. And is it like um, also like at work, is like everyone on their own or is it then like that you would be like in a team and do you discuss like, oh, this is the brief, let's brainstorm, let's, how does this work? Uh, it depends. Like normally it's independent, but of course, like if, if I really don't know how to do it or, or I feel like I could use the help of someone, I always reach out to someone, you know, and I think that's also like um, something very nice to do, you know, because of course, like. Uh, we all come from different backgrounds. There's mm -hmm. people more experienced than you. So it's 
always nice to reach out for help, you know, and see how they would do it. Like sometimes I see that my colleagues did something like very amazing. I'm just like, hey, uh, can when you have time, can we go through this project and see how you did it, you know, because I want to learn. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's always nice to to stay curious and ask as much as possible, you know. It's, mm. yeah. Are you then more like the hard worker that um, like works like consistently on something and brings it over the line or is it for you sometimes that you procrastinate for maybe two days but then you can you have like the creative flow going and then you finish it in in one uh, it depends when's the deadline <laughs> <laughs> uh, the closer the deadline the faster. no i think that <laughs> when i'm working i'm very hard working um but then when again when i'm doing things on my own you know i'm a little bit more of a, the procrastinated time mm. But yeah, I'm very tidy with my things, you know, and my deadlines and everything. So I always try to do everything way before that because I have already been in the stress of leaving everything last minute and I, I don't want to experience that again. So I mm. try to do it as soon as possible, the better the possible. But um, one thing that I did realize is that I'm very fast working. I have always been very fast and that's also a little bit bad because you don't take enough time to maybe review it one last time, you know, instead of just like uploading and going for it. So yeah, definitely mm. something that I need to work on in the future. <laughs> Is there like a moment that you can think back that you were like, where you like really like truly like felt yourself like, wow, this is like, that's my moment. Like this, that that's amazing. Like the work that I did and um, I mean, maybe like coming back to like the thought from the beginning that you had that kind of moment that you took a picture and people were like, wow, that's, that's really cool. And, and they were like kind of, so you found yourself there, like you got that external validation. Can you think back in your career of any project, anything that you've done that you were like, wow, this is really, I really could identify myself with, with that. Yeah, I think that right now I'm in that moment, you know, um, because my previous jobs or the other things that I was doing, I, I liked them, but I really didn't feel like, 100% sure of what I was doing you know and now it's like the first time that I'm like yeah this is what I want to do you know like and this is where I want to do my career you know and yeah it took me like some years to, to figure that out you know because I was trying different things you know and that's that's also super nice to do you know like uh, I started like as I told you like uh, during corporate communication I was like yeah no this is not for me and then mm -hmm. I started doing social media and I was like I like social media but I don't like the content calendar copywriting part I, I like more the design part you know so I started moving from social media to something more design related and now I really feel like I'm like in a nice position you know like mm. that I enjoy it and I'm very proud of what I'm doing yeah super nice is there is there anything that you would have wanted to know before you uh, went into advertisement or maybe like before you you started studying even that is like hmm, I should have known this Maybe for any starter that is... Uh, at this oh, moment. yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, I would say to start working on your portfolio from the first year. <laughs> like, that's like one of the most important things and have a portfolio. Uh, because what happened to all my colleagues is that we were just like, you know, like going to class, um, a lot of responsibilities already, a lot of group projects. And then suddenly you start doing internships and then you finish those internships and then you need to find for a junior position and you don't have anything to show you know uh so yeah it's a bit of a <laughs> shitty moment in your life because you need to start putting together all the things that you have done in the past or just like uh doing new things you know so i feel like the sooner you start putting the things that you're doing during your bachelor together you know in a nice like website or even a pdf you know or, or a powerpoint presentation whatever you know i feel like it's going to be much easier because uh, when you're about to graduate, you just think, okay, I did four years of this, but I don't remember anything that I did, you know, that it was mm. like visual. So, yeah. One on your homepage, there was uh, one very interesting section. It was called Unfinished. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I found that interesting because also like in other interviews, you said, um, yeah, there's much more to do. Um, I have a lot of things on my plate. And you also said like, normally it's normal to have like, a 60 70 hour week and you have your job and do something on on the, on the side um is it sometimes difficult for you like to have to like switch off kind of like that restless mind 
because you could always create. I mean, you know, it's not like you don't have any opening times. It's just your mind and you need a laptop and probably uh, some some electricity. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And then you can work. Yeah. Like, is that difficult for, in general, is that difficult to have maybe that burden of uh, being so creative and needing that output? And yeah, let's uh, ask us first. Yeah, so... I have like so many things also like sometimes I, I'm bored on a Sunday and I'm like yeah trying to push myself you know to create something and then I start something and I don't like it and then I get frustrated and I close it and I just like leave there the PSD document you know and then mm. so yeah I have like a lot of like things that I wanted to do something but I ended up doing nothing you know because if you don't feel like doing it you don't feel like doing it you know mm. and I think that's that's completely fine and I'm also trying to switch a little bit more to the offline uh, because I spend a lot of time in front of my computer, you know? So um, sometimes I like painting or just like reading books, you know? So I don't know, like everything that can get you inspired, that's also a little bit of like the first step of creating something, you know? So it's it's also nice to have your basis in, in that way. Mm. Yeah. Is there any like a safe space for you like that you can like really like switch off and like can truly be yourself in, in, a, in a sense mm, yeah i don't know like sometimes i go for for a walk you know by myself or i exercise and then after that i feel like my mind is a little bit more clearer you know and then mm. I, I can start seeing what what i want to do but sometimes i just like i'm watching a movie or doing something or talking with someone and it's like ah, this is a nice idea you know like i should make a series of three illustrations of of this, for example, and then I start doing it, you know. Or yeah. sometimes a friend asks me uh, if I can help him or her with a design, and I was like, yeah, sure, you know. So it's a little bit of everything, like uh, any stimulus that comes, and I feel like that can make me, you know, like motivate me to to do it. Uh, mm. Yeah, I would take it. What do what do you say is like your main source of inspiration? My main source. I think it's museums actually. Um, yeah, I really like going to museums and I really like especially uh, posters or like the the flyers or the book covers. I really love them. Um, apart from the paintings, you know. But yeah, I'm really inspired by architecture and, and in general like book covers. I would say. <laughs> If you wouldn't were to work in the creative industry, um, what would you do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know actually um, yeah I guess I would like to study architecture you know like that would be like my other path but to be honest I always knew that I wanted to do something a little bit more on the creative side mm. um, of course when I started studying advertising I didn't think that it was that creative you know uh, I just thought that it was like a bachelor of communication you know but then there are like so many possibilities it's It's kind of funny, like, uh, because, for example, most of my friends here in Amsterdam, we all study the same masters and we all do completely different things. So, yeah, yeah I feel like it's a very multidisciplinary career path, you know, so you mm. can do whatever you want to do. But that's mm. also a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. That everyone can find their, their own passion. Mm. Um, when was the last time that you complimented yourself? probably last week or something like that uh i i also have a hard time you know like trying to i'm very critical with with what i do you know I'm, and also very critical with what i don't do and for example i have been not doing any design related project by myself in like three months already and i was like oh maybe i, I should start doing something you know but then i was like you're fine you're in a good position right now you have your own things going on you don't have to stress about it you know so i try mm. to compliment myself and remind me that it's okay what i'm doing right now you know like mm. mostly at least once a week <laughs> yeah definitely and, and also i think that um like uh, i don't know design art uh, visuals like this is like a very subjective um, opinion right mm. um so while some people might say this is looks nice some people don't like it at all um how do you cope with people that that don't like your your work i really don't mind at this point uh to me like the hardest moment was when i started creating my website you know and then i was like yeah you need to release that in public you know like you're going to have it in their social media account so mm, 
some old friend from your high school is going to see that or some potential client is going to see it, you know, and uh, it, you just need to be open to criticism, uh, especially in the creative industry. I feel like half of the things that you do is how you accept feedback, you know, because there's a lot of back and forth, like until you do something nice. So I think that it's important to understand that uh, part of the creative process is accepting that there's people that they think different of what you did. And sometimes it's the right, of course, like most of the times they're like, oh yeah, I could have done this in a different way, you know? But especially when you are doing things by yourself, you know, like just like putting yourself out there, I don't think it really matters, you know? It's just like how how you're portraying yourself or what you're doing, you know? It's more like the intention behind it or the message that you want to do that the the quality of it. Mm. And was that a process for you or is that something that you always kind of had that you were like, Okay, I actually don't mind what other people think about me. I just go for it. No, it was a process. Um, yeah, so for example, the reason that I started doing my portfolio that late, it was because I was like super afraid, you know, of what, especially what other people from my bachelor would have to say, you know, because mm -hmm. we were like all in the same industry and trying to not compete with ourselves, but we were like all trying to get the same jobs, you know. And of course, there was people more cap capable than me, you know, but I do also have other qualities and they have other ones, you know, so... At some point, I was like, I just need to do it, you know, because if not, I'm not going to to evolve in mm -hmm. my professional career, you know? So you just like, now I think about it, it's a bit stupid, you know, like, it's okay. Like, mm. yeah, also, I like, when I see the portfolios of my colleagues or my ex-colleagues, I'm like, oh, this is very impressive, you know? Like, also, like, he's putting himself, you know, out there. So that's really, like, mm. yeah, nice. But do you mm. think it's like, um, it's, it's like the advertisement industry than like a very competitive um like industry where it's more like you compare a lot to like i mean you say like i don't like to compare but in the end like you do look at other people and you do compare in, in, a, in a sense right i think so but i think that it's also a little bit um the society nowadays you know like uh seeing someone getting promoted on linkedin and be like oh what am i doing wrong with my life you know or being a certain age and still be junior you know and then you see other people that are a little bit more advanced than you you know so i think that the advertising industry is very competitive in that sense i think that in some years it's not going to be that much because we are people are really trying to be more open and you know like talk a lot about other things apart from advertising you know like mental health issues uh the work-life balance you know things like that so i feel like we are all becoming a little bit more human and talking about other things you know instead of just like hey this is how also i am like check my portfolio how many awards i want you know so mm. yeah yeah it's not a bad like i think uh, before it was a, a badge for people to say like i worked 70 hours and now people say like are you crazy like why do you work 70 hours like you're not getting paid uh, for 70 hours so you shouldn't do it and like when when was the last time you have seen your kid and, like those kind of things yeah exactly and yeah, yeah. And i think especially like also the whole corona crisis i think opened the eyes to a lot of people um because you can also see that i think at every workplace um there are a lot of times that like five six or seven like the, the laptops are um just closed and i haven't gotten an email at 10 o'clock in a long time you know yeah. that is a, or just a quick reminder or like whatever or let's let's pick that up tomorrow and you get that at 10 o'clock in, in the evening you think like wow i mean that's yeah excessive what is the most valuable thing you own Hmm. probably my old computer actually it's it's super old it's about to die but it's like uh my first macbook is the one when i started my university so it has a little bit of everything actually so mm. it's it's quite fun uh because sometimes i just like look through the old things that i have or sometimes i even like i studied quite a lot of art like during my bachelor so sometimes i just read you know like again like the pdfs or things like that so Yeah, I have a little bit of everything in that computer. So I'm going to be very sad the day that it dies because it's going to <laughs> happen. But yeah. Sentimental value, like yeah. you have to keep it alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is the best advice that you ever got? Hmm. I don't know. I guess that just like, you know, like to chill and bait and just try to be yourself. Um, I remember that Last summer, I was having these kind of like calls with an agency and they were giving like two creative directors, both women. 
they were giving some kind of like a portfolio review and they were talking a little bit more about yourself, you know? And then what they say to me was basically like, you know, like you don't have to have a portfolio or a website or a CV that it's just like right for the job, you know, or about your capabilities, but more about who you are, what you you can you can bring, you know, to to the agency and not even to the agency, but to the future, you know, of communication or advertising or everything. So, yeah, I think that's very important. Um, try to find your voice and try to uh, show the people, you know, how you think about things, uh, how political are you about some subjects, you know, because everything is going to be influencing how, what kind of work you do in the future, what you put, mm. how you can shift societies, um, thoughts about some things. Yeah, and, and what I, I think that's uh, what you also mentioned previous, like what voice you want to have, right? Yeah. Like that, that, that's the, uh, that's what it all comes down to. And what is like the impact that you want to have? Um, yeah, me, I want to, I don't know, to be of help of new people that come to the industry, you know, so be kind of like, not now because I'm super junior, you know, but yeah. in the future, like try to be more of a mentor uh, of women or diverse people in general, you know, so, um, because also like something that happens quite a lot in the advertising industry is that people that have more resources, they get better jobs because mm. they go to better schools. Uh, they have time to go to a portfolio school. And there's like a lot of people out there that they cannot afford to have an internship because they're not paying you in that internship, you know? So if you have to move to London, for example, to work in a nice agency and then you don't get any salary, like, of course you need to have some support from your parents. Mm. So I don't know, I would like to change that, you know, to make it a little bit more of an inclusive industry. And in general, I also like to try to make uh, a communication that it's better, you know, like uh, messages that are more human uh, to the people. And, you know, because sometimes like you see some things in advertising that it's like, yeah, this is very nice for ad people, but what about the rest of the people, you know, like, mm. is, is it bringing a message? Uh, and I think it's important because we consume so much media that you are watching it every day. So mm. yeah, you are getting influenced by it. Yeah, and in the end, I think it's, um, as you said, like correctly, like you're getting influenced. So you also steer a little bit what uh, a lot of people consume without thinking too much. Yeah. And yeah, I we have like a big ethical, not the issue, you know, but you need to think about those things uh, because people that are studying communication or people that are working in communication, we have the the power of changing someone's behavior, you know, mm. or a society behavior. So I think that's something that we need to s stop and reflect from time to time, you know. Mm. And it's also twofold, right? So it's one time the responsibility towards the community and towards the society and also towards the client because I think the cancel culture has never been bigger. Yeah. So you're also like canceled very fast. I mean, like last week when they then tried to cancel Eminem or something like this. Yeah. But, you know, like, and then <laughs> it's, it's like, wow, like those guys on, on TikTok, you know, if they if they are onto you, then you have a problem because it spreads so, so fast that yeah. it's almost impossible to stop. And if you are there with a brand, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very difficult yeah a lot of crisis management <laughs> exactly uh, so maybe that would be a good career path for everyone <laughs> crisis management for cancel culture um is there or or uh, what do you want to do in 2021 that you haven't done before mm, i guess I, tra I don't want to say traveling but i, I don't want to, to travel or you know uh do something i would more different or um, yeah i also want to start doing prints mm -hmm. um i already bought like my printer and everything and the paper so i'm going to start working on some stickers and things like that for the summer so i think that's going to be very cool uh so yeah i'm really looking forward to you know like also at the same time like disconnecting a little bit you know like uh, experiencing something new instead of just like going back home to spain or staying here in amsterdam which is very nice and of course like we are in the middle of a pandemic so I cannot ask for that many things, you know, but mm. I don't know, just to escape a little bit from the everyday life. Escapism. Yeah. <laughs> if you could look a little bit into the future, what uh, would you like to be your next steps in your career? So in the end, I want to be a creative director or a creative strategist or a senior designer, you know, so something along those paths or go freelance at some point in my life. Mm. Nice. 
Really, really nice. I think uh, we've covered a lot of ground today, <laughs> a lot of uh, questions. Uh, I think uh, what uh, struck me the most or was most impressive to me that like you started so early already with um, everything that you knew basically from 14 or 15 years old, like, oh, I want to do something like creative. And then you followed your dream until you're uh, like now a, a junior designer. I think that's very impressive that you followed through and you never gave up. Um, and what I really like is that You don't like to compare yourself too much, so you do your own thing. And I think that is one, one of the qualities that will bring you very far because if you don't compare yourself, just keep on doing what feels right. And then I think it will also bring you very far. Before we end off the podcast, I will have three final questions that I ask to every guest. So I'm curious about your answers. So the first question is, what are you not very good at right now and you want to become better at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was listening the other day to a very nice talk that Mediamos did about productivity. And this lecturer, he was saying something that you, about time management, you know, that you need to focus more on not doing tasks, but how much time you have each day to do those tasks, you know, because I feel like sometimes it's like overwhelming, you know, it's like I need to do laundry, I need to do this, I need to cook, blah, blah. So I feel like I want to start working more on how I manage my time to feel a little bit more peaceful mm. and in, pay, in peace with myself you know yeah. in my mind that's a that's a good one yeah <laughs> uh, which title would you give this chapter of your life mm, being myself i guess you know like yeah nice being myself and the last question um if you could send a sms or, or, or whatsapp to every mobile phone in this world what would you say Wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs> Wear your mask. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very suitable one for... But this is not... For the times being. That's, that, that's not going to be a timeless one. Eh? You know that in uh, two or three years, if you listen to a podcast, this will be outdated advice. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, but like You can... Okay, you can so then it. it will be be kind. Be kind. Yeah. So we will turn it around in, in uh, two years, we will, or one and a half years, hopefully. Then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll turn it around and change the visual. Yeah, perfect. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. It was really a pleasure interviewing you and uh, curious what you will come up with next yeah thank you for having me it was very fun it was my first podcast so yeah i you hope did a i really did a really great job really great job cool thank you thanks again for listening to the 301 episode and i think it became very very clear in our talk how sharp alexandra is i've never had a guest who could answer the questions faster than her and i don't mean the speed how fast she talks But without thinking one second, she really delivered very smart and uh, thoughtful answers. So that is really something to, to point out here, I think. And other than that, I think we learned today a lot about visual identities, about how to find yourself in the creative industry, how to stand up for yourself. I think that's also a very important part. And for all the design and art students out there, work on your portfolio from day one. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. If you've done so, don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And we are back with a new episode next week. Use truly, Marcus.